More than one in three people will face cancer in their lifetime. Unfortunately, fear can stop you from getting your cancer screening, but it won't stop cancer. Early detection can save your life. Don't wait for symptoms to appear to act. Cancer screening is safe, effective, and accessible for everyone, including free or low-cost screening programs. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com right now for free screening resources and recommendations from the American Cancer Society. Don't wait. Early detection can save your life. Go to cancerscreeninfo.com today. Cancerscreeninfo.com. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the ZabeCast, it's getting down to crunch time with college football. A go-no-go decision is hanging in the balance. Glenn Eunice joins me. We talk everything from strip club wings to new houses that don't even come with a trash can. All that plus, I'm going to get started with a new Redskins name already, if that's okay with you. Your daily Kickstarter of Uncensored Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Thursday, August 6th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Economics doesn't care. It's like Tommy Lee Jones in the movie The Fugitive, where he corners Dr. Richard Kimball at the mouth of a drain pipe that tumbles out 100 feet down to a pool of water, and he's got to decide, do I jump or what do I do? And Dr. Kimball, the fugitive, says... I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones says, without even blinking, I don't care. He had a job to do and one job to do only. And so whether or not he was guilty was irrelevant to him. Economics doesn't care about you wanting to keep little Johnny safe from the COVID. And when shit gets disrupted, economic reality doesn't care why. You can only paper over it. You can only only spend your way out of it for so long. Eventually, it all catches up. I'm fascinated, and I try not to get too freaked out, but I'm fascinated by the things that are going to come in the wake of this pandemic disruption. 
I've been reading stories about how commercial real estate, oh boy, buckle up. Many companies, after telling their workers, you know, you can dial in internet-wise, work from home, and finding out, hey, you know, the the the, uh, the Samuelson project got finished. Uh, the this thing got fine. We're working with groups. We got Zoom. Why, why do we need an office? I've heard multiple anecdotes and also you know actual stories about companies. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to sell our office space. We don't need it. Boom, work from home. Travel budgets are going to get slashed. Commuting patterns are going to be altered. And there's going to be some winners and some losers. The winners are those who can work from their cushy jobs in their pajamas now and don't have to commute. The losers might be that gas station you went to every morning to get your coffee and a donut. Anyway, one of the losers apparently, at least, and this was interesting, I didn't think of it, but it makes sense, Big Crayon. Oh boy, Big Crayon is not happy. Sales of back-to-school items have taken a predictable nosedive this summer. Normally, the peak is late July, early August. Mom goes out scurrying around, gets the Trapper Keeper for Junior and the Dukes of Hazard lunchbox and the 64 Crayola crayons. This year, <laughs> not nearly so much. Maybe a little bit of stuff, but hey, if Junior ain't going to school, he sure as hell doesn't need that protractor. We got one in a drawer some here, don't we? Drawer in the house somewhere, don't we? Clothes are being affected. Back to school clothes. But yeah, big crayon, oh boy. How are they going to make up those crayon sales in this pandemic? They aren't. It's going to be a bitch. And I was reading a story about how Disney is hoping for and counting on and praying that college football gets up and plays because ESPN, part of Disney, owns the entire bowl ecosystem and the college football playoff, and they need college football to stand and deliver for them because look at what else Disney does. Theme parks took a kick right to the balls, just now staggering to their feet at a fraction of their capacity. Movies kicked to the balls. Nothing's coming out. Everything is on hold. Hell, Mulan, their big summer movie, was just announced. It's going out on Disney+. Plus, Or I think it's not Disney+. Plus. I think it's going to be sold. Uh, digital download for $30. Oh, my fucking God. So think about if college football doesn't stand up and deliver. Oh, Disney is hurting. We're all hurting, too. So let's... Knock on wood and hope that doesn't come to pass. In the meantime, if you feel bad for Big Crayon, if you're sorry for Crayola, go out and buy a 64-pack as an adult and just, you know, make some, draw some uh, some nice pictures in crayon. Go get your burnt sienna and your forest green and just look at the colors and go, ah, yes, I'm back in third grade already. All right, let's call my man Glenn Eunice, former Sirius XM radio host, now director of the Ed Reed Foundation. The same cast. Yeah, boy, outcast. Hey, ya. <laughs> hey, ya. 
By the way, I never knew that this cat looked just like Robert Griffin III. Who is this? Who's the lead guy for Outcast? I'm so on Andre three. It's Andre three thousand and Big Boy. Ah, got it. That's Andre three thousand. Big Boy was the guy at the Super Bowl in Atlanta who you talked about before. And how you come are I'm so white? Okay, <laughs> I'm horribly white. So white. I listen. I know this song. I just have never seen the video, and I didn't. I couldn't put the face to it. He looks like he's a dead ringer for Robert, with but with better teeth. Robert has same, worse teeth. That's it. Same toothpick legs. <laughs> It's a banger of a song. I mean, this gets it's the kid on their feet. There's no question about that. <laughs> gets the kids moving, doesn't it? Gets the kids moving. Glenny boy, it's great to talk to you again. How you doing, bud? Uh, you hanging in I'm there? Awesome. You hanging in there during this endless pandemic as we now tiptoe, Glenn? We tiptoe up to the football season like, shh. We're hunting wabbits. We're hunting football. <laughs> don't scare it. Like everyone's like, don't fuck it up. The Broncos are walking through some stupid spritzer that supposedly yeah. kills coronavirus. I saw that. I said, get the fuck out of here with that. If that thing worked, we'd all walk under it and we'd we'd be done with this shit. It's it's so. I'm halfway between you and like this thing doesn't exist. Everyone, get out of my. No, it does. No, it does. No, it does <laughs> exist. It's real. It can fucking kill you. But yeah. a lot of shit can kill you. Oh, I know. And we I'm, are I'm so, we are guzzling economic ruin like it is kerosene as a nation. What do you mean? We're we're like uh, two points away from the high in February on the market, which is crazy. Okay, that's I'm, I'm okay. No, 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 hold on joking. a second. I'm hold, joking. Whoa, 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 whoa. By the way, are we? We are. Okay. The market went in right. today again. Okay. We're, we're, very, we're, we're, we're about... Okay. Can you explain we that? Pre- Can you yes. explain that? Go ahead. I'm all bit, ears. I'm, I'm a very I'm a casual investor. Moron. I know. Yeah, you're not a financial moron. You, you you have money in the market. You're a smart guy. You're a savvy guy. What do you make yeah. of it? It's so we're we're falsely inflating things, and the market's looking six months ahead. That hopefully we will be out. The market's always ahead of the thing. So when it crashed in early March when COVID hit, it's because they knew we were going to have a a little dip, and then of course it's being inflated, supplemented, falsely inflated. Some would say by all the stimulus. I think the reason that it's continuing to go up as of late in the last week is because they know they're going to rule on a new stimulus package and continue to help folks out. Um, the concern is somewhere between deflation and inflation. Inflation is obviously when your money gets less, yeah. buys less things. Deflation is when there's less money being spent and it really cripples the market. So, you know, experts are going back and forth like, are we about to be in an inflationary period? Are we about to be in a deflationary period? And right now we're sort of, you know, Uncle Sam's band-aiding everybody. Um, I don't know. The, the market's not indicative to the unemployment rate or the numbers, but also an extra 600 bones a week plus the 400 bucks a week you get for being unemployed. That's four grand a month tax free. No Social Security, Medicare, Med- Medicare pretty, coming out of that. Pretty good. That's good fucking money for a lot of people. I mean, you and I were, you know, we're on the breadline still at that. But like regular people, that's good cash. Yeah. Uh, and and so uh, it does decentivize some people to go back to work. I have you know friends that own restaurant chains in, in multiple locations, and they're like, dude, I can't get my guys to come back because they're making four grand a month on the street. And if they would make four or five grand with me, depending on a good week, they know we're not having good weeks because we're at fifty percent capacity. 
So I totally know what you're saying. Then there's, you know, Howard Stern, who we all love, who's at like a nine or a 10 on the scale. You're at a one, he's on a nine or a 10. And so, you know, I'm somewhere in between there, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, financially things are good. Mentally things are good. My wife and I, and the new baby 15 months now and, and and almost 16 months, we bought a new house. Oh, nice. uh, We moved in last week. Uh, you know, congratulations. Standard, you know, colonial in the burbs, front yard, backyard. Ah, the American dream. The American dream, Glenn. You're going to be making round trips to the Home Depot to buy shit. Well, my wife's not sure she wants, so here we go. Good old boss lady Eunice, not sure she wants her man going to Home Depot in in the COVID. Oh, no. Is she a super Karen? uh, Not really. No. So I, I have to admit something to you. I played caves two weeks ago. Nice caves, buddy. caves Valley, caves Valley Country yeah. Club, or actually, it's yeah. called Golf Club. But it's whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a golf club. It's hosted yeah. a uh, senior tour event, senior open. They got the I believe coming up next year. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a hell of a place. PGA really nice, sweet place up there near Baltimore. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so my buddy, who's a member, who's a who's a client, and a friend, he's like, "Doesn't your wife go to work every day now?" I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." He's like, "Isn't it kind of hard to quarantine when she goes into the office five days a week?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." So we're we're st- <laughs> we're stuck in that mode. So and she doesn't want you going to Home Depot, but she's going to work every day. Yeah, correct. Well, that's interesting. You don't seem to be <laughs> you don't seem to be frail. You don't seem to be frail of constitution, young Glenn. No, no I'm going tomorrow. I got to pick up a new truck. You know, it, 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 they don't provide you a trash can in this fine, expensive Maryland really? suburb that I live in. Uh, a, a, a recycling bin, yes. Um, by the way, you pay near uh, whatever you pay near seven figures for a house. You think you can throw in a trash can? No, gotta go get that yourself. Well, all right. So, <laughs> you're, you're, the, doesn't the trash service issue you a can that they want you to uh, use? That apparently has the right... they don't. So but... the neighbors, we've we've inquired with the neighbors. We've received, by the way, loaf of bread and a bag of salt, which apparently is a thing. A loaf of zucchini bread with walnuts. Don't know if you were allergic, which we're not, so we took it anyway. And then a giant giant amazing house-shaped cookie that's the size of like a plate and a half uh <laughs> the cookie went over better than all of them from the neighbors so we've inquired three different times they said nope byo trash can wow byotc okay. yeah. all right so you got to go buy a trash can do you have a uh, do, you have a, do you have a vehicle large enough to bring it home do you have a pickup truck I mean, to get Dave, a full-size full, trash can or what we're on yuppies we have an audi q5 and an audi q7 so i can electronically roll the seats down in the q7 and throw pretty much anything in there okay but uh, a real we're, like, we're yuppie mode okay but a real garbage can for a you know professional like trash service around, yeah that's a big ounce whatever that's yeah. a big square item i don't know if yeah. that fits in a q5 or a q7 it, the five no but my seven probably 50-50, we'll see. If not, I got to pay the $9 delivery fee. <laughs> you should do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, I probably should do it. But I want to go to the fucking hardware store and walk around and see. Because right. I'm buying new toilets. I'm putting right. new toilets in all the, and, and all the bathrooms. Oh, and- new shitters? What's wrong with well, the shitters? 
Hey, no, Clark. I got to send. Clark, shitter's <laughs> full. Clark, shitter. Can I come in and use the bathroom? Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now a little bit more on Instagram. You can hit me up at Zabe on Instagram. I'm trying to get my head around what oh. it's for for a middle-aged white dude who doesn't post duck lip selfies. But yeah. as I'm now more on Instagram, I've been fascinated that there is just endless ads for this thing. Yeah. Meaning, here's this thing that you need. It's a cable yeah. that coils and magnets. Here's this thing. It's a wallet that's got this. Here's this thing. Like, some of them are pretty cool. There the other day. Yeah, yeah, some of them are pretty cool. Others, I'm like, who needs something like that? But I guess that's where Instagram shines with little universal things they can offer you. Here's something I saw on Instagram. Speaking of, hey, Clark Shitter is full. It's called like Iconic <laughs> Art with a K I K O N I C. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. You get the Monopoly guy and the uh, money guy. Oh yes, there so there is like it. there is like a neon Andy Warhol stylized yeah. canvas wall art of that scene of Clark Griswold's cousin Eddie emptying the RV shitter. And and I'm like, oh, oh my God, that would be so great to have in my house. And then I'm like, but my wife would hate it. It's a little WT. But my wife would. Little white trashy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there's really. other stuff. There was a there was a cool picture. <laughs> okay, here we go. There was a. It's the best as seen on TV ads you can find. Basically. Okay. There was another cool picture, and this was not like neon art, but it was looked like a photograph of three mm. vehicles in an empty garage. You ready? Mm. It's the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> it was. Uh, some other car, and then and then the car from Starsky and Hutch, the red car um, with the white it, stripe. Was it Cannonball Run? Was the third one Cannonball Run? Uh, maybe I don't I don't know, but it was like three. Oh no 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 no. The middle car was the Dukes of Hazard car. So oh, it was, yeah, it sure. was, it was General Lee. Yes, the General Lee, which I'm surprised it didn't take it out which, because it's racist. Are they now. allowed? Are they I don't allowed know. To, yeah, I don't know. Allowed? But it was just three. <laughs> it was just three cars in an empty garage, and for any uh, dude. You look at it and go, yeah, those yep. fucking cars right there. Starsky and Hutch, General Lee, and the fucking, you know, Cannonball Run car. Yeah. All right. Anyway, yeah. well, back on Instagram, the trash can. I'll tell so, you what. All right. Hold, so. Hold on. All right. How do we get Instagram's here? Yeah. For. Okay. It, I, I know I can I can steer us back on, on, yeah. on track here. But, but first, though, you will be very pleased if you get into a search tunnel of golf chicks on Instagram. Yeah. There's no lack of hot and start with, you know, Paige Springyak and go into to Blair O'Neill who just had a baby and Not then into you'll get her. into a Yeah. Okay. That's no, cool. No, but there's others. Yeah, but there's others into, like, that are other younger. You've never heard of yeah. exactly. Right. And they uh, all have they have good looking swings. They have amazing uh, asses. I mean, not that yes. I respect. I mean, I respect their games, obviously. And I think a couple of them can break eighty. So, oh, yeah. ow, cheap <laughs> shot. You can't well, break getting... eighty. You fucking hack. I know. By the way, I had a hole in one last weekend. Did you really? And I, yeah, hole in one, and I still shot eighty. How bad is that? Yeah, it's your arthritis. Can we can blame it on your rheumatoid? No, no. I, I was actually feeling pretty good, and I was actually two under with the ace through seven, and managed to start giving it back left and right. Here, you have a stroke. You have a stroke. Here's two. Here's two. Fuck. So anyway, <laughs> just dealing them. All right, let's deal with the. So the new, yeah. the new, the new trash can will fit in the vehicle. I'm putting in new, new toilets because I want to put in new toilets. The the house is actually redone recently. 
Uh, it's just one of those things that it's. Why do you want new toilet? What's wrong with the toilets? I don't know. Nothing. I just. Have you tested? Have you load? Have you load tested all of them? Okay. Of good. course. Yeah. <laughs> and they all pass with flying colors. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna replace them yourself? No. No. Oh, okay. No. You'll hire somebody no. for that. Okay. Yes. Right, just asking. Some people are pretty someone handy. Is from someone who's from the southern part of America. And this is and <laughs> redneck plumber and 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 yeah. and this and this toilet swap out. Is your yeah. idea not Mrs. Wise? Yeah, correct. Well, really? in the powder room, in the powder room, there's a pedestal sink and a and a nice elongated toilet, uh, but it's oatmeal, and so the pedestal's going anyway because we want a little vanity, a small vanity, uh, a nice one, delicate. Uh, and so I'm like, <laughs> mine is <laughs> mine as well. Mine as well. Put a new can in there also. Uh, then in the baby's bathroom, our bathroom has been remodeled. It's full marble. It's fucking awesome we're so happy um but the baby the 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 hall bath is the one bath that hasn't been remodeled so ripping up the tile ripping up the toilet ripping up the vanity and and doing all that so that'll that'll get done in short order exciting times brand new house and you're already digging into it fantastic welcome you know what the worst part is what the house that we're about to sell in a week it settles in a week we bought this new one without thank god we're able to without having to sell the other one um that we built that four years ago brand new but wifey wanted the bigger, newer house, so here we are. Hey, man. I mean, this is what you do. Happy wife, happy life. I don't or know so if that's say. true, actually. Yeah, so they say is right. <laughs> you know, your wife has access to download this. I can't actually, geofence she, out your wife. I don't even know her name, so just be Lauren, careful. You know, anything, here's the thing. anything you say on this podcast, Glenn, can and will be used against you in a marital court of existence. It's fine. I'll tell you this. She's she just turned thirty five. She's young. She's you know she's she's young a uh, young lass. How old are you? She doesn't know how to do any. Uh, Forty one. Okay, good. Yeah, she doesn't know how to use the remote control for the TV or the internet. For some reason, even though she's supposed to be prime ability, she doesn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I'm not concerned about her being able to listen to this. And quite frankly, I say worse to this to her face because I'm a jerk. <laughs> okay, and with that, <laughs> let's pivot. Pivot, pivot. <laughs> All right, let's talk about athletes. I want you to tell me what yeah. what you have learned over the years working with Ed Reed and just being around athletes at the highest level. Yeah. What they eat, because at my golf tournament in Wisconsin <laughs> last week, I watched John Kuhn, former Packer, former Saint, two-time Super Bowl winning champ, great dude, regular dude, fullback. John Kuhn, who doesn't know how many times he's played Augusta, John Kuhn. Yeah, you know that from listening. Yeah. Yes, thank you I very listen, much I'm for a being a P1, man. I know you're a P1. And, uh, and then Brian Butch, former Badger legend uh, who didn't quite make the NBA, had a, hot, had a hot cup of coffee and then bounced around Europe and internationally. Great dude. The two of them, after playing golf, said, we want to have an eat-off. And so they brought him <laughs> a dozen soft tops tacos each from Taco Bell and they just went to town. And so, yeah. And so I got to thinking, man, what do athletes eat? And when they eat poorly, do they then get back on schedule eating? Well, how many athletes do you think skate through their playing years, not really paying that much attention to diet more than more than you'd think. So, I mean, this is very much my world. I mean, I know as you set it up, I mean, I, I know these guys intimately live with their house at their homes, go out to dinner with them after games. I mean, that's been my life the past, you know, 15 years. And you'd be surprised at how many guys 
are Kwame Brown eat like shit Popeyes every day because they don't know any better and it just doesn't matter. It's right. why facilities specifically in the NFL have really gotten to like, yo, we need to change our fucking cafeteria because right. this is crazy. These guys come in and eat bullshit every fucking day and we, we better provide them good food here to get them that base. So the answer is a lot more than you think eat a lot of bullshit and it's all chicken wings. Um, it really is <laughs> just, just like, like me. It's all chicken wings. Clinton yeah. Portis the used to wings? Clinton uh, Portis used to have McDonald's before every game. I remember seeing him. Uh, they yeah. did on ESPN. They're like, and now yeah. arriving at the stadium, here's Clinton Portis. He had a, a McDonald's cup in his hand. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? It's game day. Ro- Chad Rod Johnson. Strickland. Chad. Well, yeah, Rod Strickland was legendary, but Chad dog. Johnson yeah. was another guy that you know. You look at his body, you're like zero percent body fat, totally elite athlete. Yep. McDonald's like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so then there's a guy like Ed who would eat so-so and is from New Orleans and then a couple years in realized, like, wait a minute, I I need to fine-tune and got his body composition tested and found out what certain foods did to him. And he he would have a steak on Saturday night before the game and he'd be sluggish. He'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. And then he realized, oh, I need to eat salmon. I need to eat whitefish. I need to eat this and that. So he would – you know, he knew what to eat on what days and how to eat and he would be very, very refined. You know, where he we'd go to Ruth's Chris after games and and that would be his time to, you know, eat pretty much whatever he wants because it's Sunday. He just played the game. He burned off all the stuff. And whatever happens, he has Monday, Tuesday to sort of get it out of the system and get on an eating habit. So uh, guys eat a lot of bullshit that you couldn't believe a a Ferrari would put in their tank. Right. But they don't know any better. And then as they get older and more successful and get concerned about it, then they start turning up the volume. But you know what we've seen a lot is like Matt Burke and Joe Thomas, a lot of these lies. You've dreamed of building a family, but the journey hasn't been easy. I'm Dr. Laura Shaheen, a reproductive endocrinologist helping people build families every day. On our new podcast, Baby or Bust, we'll be learning from both reproductive experts and people who have faced challenges just like yours. Join us every week for Baby or Bust, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to follow us so you never miss an episode. At SheFit, we're so over beach bodies and getting bikini ready. You should be empowered to wear anything you want, except a bad sports bra. You deserve better. You deserve a bra with fit and support like no other. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually performs. Fully adjustable to fit your body with 50% less bounce than the Nike Pro. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. When they retire, they're like, dude, I've been beefcaking it for, yeah. you know, car- for years. And they lose like 85, 85, yeah. I mean, 85 yeah. pounds, a lot of fucking weight. Oh, yeah. 85 pounds in like three months. Yeah. That Joe Thomas, I think, is currently 185 or something crazy yeah, I mean, like that. If, I were, if we were 185, that'd be normal. But, you know, we're not. <laughs> That'd be a dream is what it would be. I'm pushing two. I'm, I'm like 226 right now. Is that good for you? I'm 5'10". I don't think that's good. You happy, for, you happy with that weight there, Glenn? That's, I'm gonna, let's, <laughs> drop that, let's drop that to 196 and I'd be pumped. Okay. I'm looking yeah. at Joe Thomas now. You, you wouldn't recognize him from his playing no. days. It's unbelievable. No. So, all right. So when it comes to athletes and eating, how many athletes eat at strip clubs like old Lou More Williams? <laughs> Okay. Let me tell you this. First of all, have I've you been? Meals. Have you had yeah. those particular wings in Atlanta that he went out for? Allegedly, uh, I maybe. Okay. 
but I've had I've had I've had dinner, sit down dinner, cloth napkin, lobster fillet, extra clubs in Atlanta. <laughs> they exist. Been there, done that. No doubt about it. Hundred percent. In the last eighteen months, I've done that. <laughs> like in the last couple of years, like no doubt about it. Guaranteed. I've had a full cloth meal, fork and knife, sit down, full meal, full meal, appetizer dinner dessert at a strip club in atlanta in the last couple of years okay so how does that work then with, with three working, different work, athletes. okay how does that work then with strippers? and i ran into cj and jp finley at that <laughs> same exact hey, hey you're violating place, you're violating bro code how do we'll you work in how do you work in dances <laughs> how do you work in lap dances when you're trying to crack into a lobster i'm sorry so, honey oh, I, just a second i actually no please I yeah i can't like i know strip clubs Okay, fine. I don't, I don't I actually don't love strip clubs because here's the deal, and I'm just going to be as honest as possible. When I see a naked woman, I want to have sex with them. I, yeah. I don't want to give them money. I want to have sex with them, but I can't have sex with them in the strip club because sure. that's not me. So I don't really love the strip clubs because it's the big. I just don't understand getting the having the absolute biggest dick tease of all time and then having to give them money too. It's like. I'm not sure I got anything out of this exchange. I don't. This doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. So well, I usually sit in an area where I can throw. I, I, what I my go to, to be honest with you, Zabe, is to sit in a corner where a li- limited amount of girls come to bother me, and I take one dollar bills and crumble them up and throw them at them on the stage. <laughs> that's my. That's. That's that's, that's rude. You should not make the dancers have to well, un- they have to go crumple, they have to, they uncrumple distance, your crumpled up dollars. You should <laughs> but not. They need, do I that. need the distance. I need. I need. I need the. <laughs> I need the weight. <laughs> All right, but as far as so, when you heard the story about Lou Lou Williams and the chicken wings, I've you- been in that conversation where it's like, bro, let's just go run by there and, and get a bite to eat or have a cigar. I've been in that conversation. Okay, and, so it's and, not surprising. And, 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 and every not surprising at all. Okay. But what's what what is there's a deeper root to that. The surface conversation is, yo, let's go have a cigar. It's open. Let's go get some wings. It's open, right? But the real conversation is, let's go look at some titties. And because we're so insecure, we have to even trick ourselves to say we're going to have a cigar or going to get wings. You're going to the strip club because that's where you wanted to go. You're not going to get wings. Cut it out. Like (laughs) you might go get wings there too, but that's not why you win. Yeah, I hear you on that. And if you're an athlete, you're like, why do I have to go to this place when I should be able to pull any woman I want because I'm a pro athlete who's rich and handsome with a great body and you know whatever. Exactly. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if it let's say there was a law somehow that prohibited. (laughs) I love when you're little. (laughs) Let's say jail, by the way, you should patent that special jail. Two months, you're you're, two months of jail and you can basically not beat the rap at all. You're going, you're going for two months. We're doing something. I love it. Okay. It's the best thing you have. So go ahead. All right. So what if there is a law that prohibited (laughs) professional athletes from going to strip clubs? How many of them would go out of business tomorrow? All of them, all of them. them. You can't believe, especially in the big cities, especially in, in like, you know, actually, because really- because because really the uh, the average Joe who sits there with a beer on the rail they with singles kind of coin with yeah. singles, that's a loss leader that's just right. to have the establishment open to let a couple of whales come in some ballers that's to right. bring him to the back room and do the champagne thing. 
Exactly. A hundred percent. And by the way, there is a, I, I think it's still there. Uh, there's a big, uh, gentleman's club in DC that has like a five star steak restaurant in it. Uh, just as an FYI. One I heard, uh, I had heard that DC <laughs> has very weak, awful establishments. Awful. Because they're not zoned for like the ones that had approval. They wear pasties. Yeah, there's, and there's, if they're naked, you can't get a lap dance. It's terrible. <laughs> but the I mean, steak, but the steak is good. The steak tartare is to die for. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know. All right, where uh, uh, I want to talk about the top cities to live in if you're an athlete. I gave you a quick I mean, list, and you tell me if I'm off. I had L.A., yeah, Atlanta, Miami. That's probably out of order. It's probably L.A. one, Miami two. Yeah. And then Atlanta, hot, dude. then maybe Dallas, then Phoenix, then maybe New York for a northern city yeah. where it's going to be wintry. Yeah, I mean, those are really good. Um, I, I don't really know if there's another if there's another location out on that list. I mean, maybe Denver. Denver's, Denver's yeah. a really great Denver's area. pretty sweet. Uh, and if they want a little bit of like chill but also a fun city like it's not bad denver's 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 in that mix how about nashville um nashville's really hot for white people Uh, (laughs) not so much for black athletes i I don't know nashville's a nashville's a weird city uh nashville's gotten really really hot uh lately so maybe maybe a little bit orlando's Um, good for families orlando's good and here's another reason why orlando's good uh was talking to ike Taylor about this. Uh, we were down in Orlando. Uh, I can't, it, maybe it was this January, maybe it was a year ago, January. I can't remember, but he travels a lot because of Disney. You can get a flight direct anywhere, yeah. international, yeah. national, and it's yeah. an easy hub. Yeah. The airport so is it, silly in Orlando. The it's airport's silly. Huge. It's so, modern. It's easy. It never has weather delays. Uh, maybe Atlanta's, occasionally. Atlanta's Atlanta's become a real top market, Dave. I mean, you nailed it. It's probably two or three with Miami and LA because there's so much ancillary money and activity there for these guys. NBA, you know, TV turn, they have their studios there. They're doing a lot of films there now. It's, it's, it's Hollywood South. Well, in a big, in a big black middle class and black entrepreneurship and very culturally friendly as well for black athletes. So yeah, it's very similar to the demographic of DC except it's Southern and it's, it's exactly (laughs) right. That's no, that's right. It's warmer. It's it's warmer. It's cheaper. And it doesn't have ugly politicians acting like fucking rock stars ruining the country. And that will end my political rant for now. Let's move on. Shall we? (laughs) Well, you know, we were talking COVID and we're talking football and best cities for them to live. And I know we were, you you sort of alluded to it in the open about tiptoeing into hunting rabbit and playing football. (sighs) I got to tell you, I I talked to a very high level athletic director this week and uh, a producer at at films. We'll call it films. And I think you can add the three letter acronym in front of it um, about some some business that I do with them. um, And separately, these are separate conversations. And everyone is planning on playing football. Okay, and I've talked to a defensive coordinator of of NFC team and head coach of an AFC team in the last couple of months, too. I mean, these are my friends that have matriculated through the system and have become, you know, heavy people in the league and everyone's planning to play. This is my interpretation because there's no planning required when you don't play. So they have to at least 
plan to play. Yeah. I think everyone's belief is it's at least 50, 50 at best. It's 50, 50 at best. And when I say at least, I mean like at best it's 50, 50 that, that they're going to play. Really? Um, that, I mean, that, just, that they're well, okay. That they're going to shut it down because I believe both are going to start. If you're giving me a percentage, I'll say it's 70% that there's not a full season played on college or pro. Okay. And, and that's, an educated guest, but not like super tapped in. But I mean, I'm as juiced in as anyone. You'll, I'll just be honest. You're my boy. Like I'm juiced in. Uh, it's uh, it's. Then again, to your point about like when we were texting earlier, is everyone's aware of like brain damage is a real threat of playing football. Like, are you worried about COVID nineteen worse than you are about brain damage or Alex Smith having dropped foot and uh, you know not being able to walk? Although that's a rare injury. Um, I, I, it's a balancing act, but with college, you don't pay those guys. So, so how do you say we're not going back to school and we can have an argument if that's the right idea or not. How do you, how do you not go back to school? How do we still make these guys play football, but we're not paying them? I mean, that's a real tough, especially in today's very, very tiptoe social world of like, are you getting over all these kids? I mean, that's what they have to do. That's what they're debating in dark circles. Because I because here's here's what I think has to happen, and who knows who is gonna have the stones to do it, but somebody has to step up and say, Hey, listen, fellas, if we want to have nice things, we have to find gotta, the courage to yeah. play. And oh, by yeah. the way, we have nice things here in college football. Not just yeah. us coaches, not just the administrators, but you know, hey Reggie, do you like your paid scholarship? You like your yeah. room and board? Do you like the fact that your single mother who works two jobs doesn't have to come out of her pocket for a single thing? Yeah. You're the first one in your family to go to college. Do you yep. you know if we sit out, Reggie, that's going away. You'll be probably well, out of did, college because you're not one of our starters, but you're still on scholarship. Well, it's uh, even worse than that. Your chance to go they, pro they will, have a meal plan. Right. Your chance to go pro will almost certainly be gone. Yeah. And then you can go maybe work at the tire shop and then try a juco or you can coach when it's all said and done and make 32 grand a year in, you know, right. who knows where Alabama. And and then that person has to have the 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 stones to say there's no pause. Yeah. There's a new class of freshmen that are incoming and they're expecting to play and they're difficult. expecting you guys to yeah. move on through the system. If we just try to pause until it's quote safe, it's a train wreck. Yeah. And these are truths. We have nice things with this college football life. All of us do. And if we don't play, we'll lose those things. We'll lose the time. We'll never get it back. And it's never going to be perfectly safe. So yeah. what do you want to do? Yeah, it, it, exactly. The problem is, is I'm not sure that both in the NFL and in college that the players will actually have as much say as they should. Well, I think, the, really I, think the, I think the NFL is playing, Glenn. I think it's playing and it's going to power through no matter what. They'll get well, guys think, who are sick and they'll put them aside yeah. and they'll keep on yeah. moving. Because what does the NFL make per year? Is it a $20 billion a year league? Yeah, it's 14 or 15 direct and then another five ancillary billion. Yeah. So let's take yeah. let's take that in half because of the no fans. Let's assume not a single fan all year. Well, that's – so I, I – I don't actually think that's as detrimental as you think. If you look at the numbers, all right, a third. That's only like cut it by a third of the team's revenue. Yeah, five percent. But they're going to make they're going to make it up. They're gonna, I mean, do the math on the season tickets versus what they make on their. They're they're clearing like call it two hundred million net net cash per team and just in TV revenue. Right. Uh, the team, so they don't care about the the 
18 million they make on season tickets. You know, what, what is it? Uh, 150, 150 bucks a ticket times 70. Yeah. But what about, what about the suites? What about the suites? Suites and parking certainly help, but they're, they're divvying it up in a different way that the owners don't, the owners used to take all that extra shit. Okay. Uh, now they get now they have to divvy it out. He, I mean, I'm a huge. He, you know, this he, is like my nerd. Here's here's yeah. why. Here's I'm why. Here's I'm no, you, no, you know this shit. You're in the NFL. You deal with the NFL all the time. Here's the reason the NFL is going to play through is because they're all pros and they're making filthy money. And, filthy. And and they're going to be like, you know what? We're not going to stop this. And I think that once a league starts, and I think this yeah. is what's happening with baseball, there is a compulsion to not stop. Well, if baseball had stopped with the Marlins thing, then everyone's in trouble. The fact that they powered through is a positive thing if you're in the favor I of agree. sports. I agree. And, and I and I said that to a couple of people. Uh, I said if if the if if baseball stops because of this Marlins thing, nothing else gets started. If they power through and they finish, it's a huge win. Right, a huge it, win. right. It's a beacon to say you can power through. And what baseball exactly. and and you know what baseball has done, and I give them credit for this. Is they have said, all right, seven inning, del- seven inning double headers. Who the fuck cares? Done. Oh, some teams might play seven fewer games. Who the fuck cares? Whatever. Done. Yeah, we're playing. Hey, yeah. Marlins, you have to replace eighteen guys. Who the fuck cares? Done. By the way, the Marlins, yeah. the B team Marlins minus eighteen regulators. The <laughs> <laughs> know, Bet the Orioles over and fucking spanked yeah. them four to nothing. Yeah. Yeah, That's baseball yeah. for you. So I think it the is. NFL is fine. I think the college scene is trickier, and we'll see how it goes. And all of this so here's is here's what I'll tell yeah. you. Go ahead. I want them to play. Of course, it, it affects it affects my business. Yeah, everybody, I mean, me too. Let me, I know. Well, that's and I heard you talk about like who are these sports writers? Like, don't you know this is your livelihood? And like, I understand. I, I'm glad that they are feel comfortable enough saying what they feel, even though it's in direct contrast to their living. But. I'll, I'll tell you flat out, like if they don't have a Super Bowl this year, like we've already missed out on a bunch of stuff. And there's some oh. creative commercials that have come our way that we might do and stuff of that nature. But I will tell you that my little company of doing some business in the NFL and some ancillary stuff, producing some shows and some commercials and helping Ed and do these things like there's there's six figures that I'll probably lose in the next eight months if they don't have a Super Bowl. Oh, not only that, and let's hope, Glenn, that won't happen. And I don't mean lose, but I mean not make. No, 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 Lose. You had it right yeah, well, the first right. time. It will be there. Yeah, it, 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 that is right. It's lost, and it can lost, never, it never be made up. up. That's right. That's right. Because unless somebody invents a time machine for all of us to go back and reclaim 2020 at a later yeah. year, it's lost yeah. forever. That's one concept That's right. I think some people, Glenn, don't quite get. Like today, Dennis yeah. Dodd was on with me in the afternoon, mm. and he talked about what colleges would have to do if there's no college football season. He said they'd have to basically go to a bank and get a loan. And yeah. I said, well, what about – he said like 80% of the school's athletic budgets are football. Yep. And and he said they would just have to go without that money. And I thought to myself – I didn't correct him. I thought to myself – what you meant to say is they would lose. That That's money. right. Because the whole thing of, well, I'll just go without it, but they'll go to the bank and they'll give me that money and then I'll pay them back over time. Yeah. You just lost hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars. You'll never get back. Yeah, that and that applies to the players. Accurate. That applies to the players in the NFL as well. I think there's plenty of football players who are smart, who are like, I am not fucking losing $5 million. That's I right. can't, I won't. So we'll see about and it. Of yeah. All the sports football players are the least 
able to weather that storm oh. as we know. Oh, no doubt about it. What kills me, and we'll just end on this because uh, we're here for a good time, not a long time, and we've had a good run yeah. so far today. I love it. Everything from your your new shitters and this garbage can you got to go by <laughs> and your overly sensitive wife about the COVID. It's been a good but talk so far. she goes so to work far. every day. She, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> no. So, uh, so I was talking to somebody uh, the other day about players that opt out for the NFL. And I say, yeah. look, that's their decision. But they play a brutal game that can harm them in so many ways, and yet they're afraid of weird things. And they said, I don't get it. And I said, hold on a second. I bit, get my phone, and I dial up this clip, which I'm sure you've seen before, of Chiefs safety Eric Berry, yeah. who was terrified of the Denver Broncos mascot horse. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Nah. There go that horse. <laughs> oh, that horse. Oh, that horse. Yeah, i wait till they got to the horse pass. I don't mess with horses, bro. Might come over here and throw a tantrum. Stay inside the box. Stay inside the box. Oh. Hold on. Coat that horse out there. <laughs> Hold on, coach. You need to go ahead with that horse now. I don't fool with no horses, boy. Hell no. He's like terrified. By the way, it was, I'm looking at it now. Is that it was the Chiefs had a horse, not the Broncos. Yeah. But he was backing off the field and went to go sit on the bench, even though he was 50 yards away from a fucking horse being ridden by a woman. That tells you, and I'm not ripping on Eric Berry, he can no. be an alpha badass and still have his own fears. We all have our own fears, right? No, that's right. And it's just a lack of, you know, it being around it to not understand it's like this fictitious animal that doesn't, I mean, you know, when's the, he's ever seen a you know, horse been on the farm. So it's, it's interesting. I, yeah. I think the players want to play to your point about like this subconscious thing is and LeBron touched on a little bit in the NBA and obviously he's back down. And, and next time we talk, I want to get into where we're going to be with digital fans down the road. Cause I have interesting thoughts on that. But the idea that athletes for some reason are like, if there's no fans. We ain't playing. Like if it's not safe for them to be there, why is it safe for us? And it's like, yo, it's not safe on that field for you if the fans are in the stands. COVID, it doesn't exist. It's still dangerous. So there's this disconnect in logic and understanding of sure. all athletes about certain things that uh, I don't know if they even have information to back it up. It's just their gut and that you can't change their mind on it. It'll all, be interesting. All of us have different and oftentimes wildly inaccurate concepts of yeah. risk, right? Totally. All of us do. I'm included. So anyway, great run, Glenn. Good to connect with you, buddy. Fingers crossed we will persevere, and good luck with that trash can and the new shitters. Keep us posted. I appreciate it. I'll be following you on Twitter, on Instagram. Thank you, buddy. See you on Instagram. There you go. You know what? I just realized there, more Glenn Eunice in the rotation here on the Zabecast because – he sounds like a goofball, and he is goofy, but motherfucker's smart, and he's a real hustler, and he's built himself a really nice business and has earned the trust of a Hall of Famer and Ed Reed to run his foundation, and he knows the NFL. So uh, more Glenn would be a good thing, and because Glenn knows Jay very well and because they're both up there in Baltimore and they both used to be at the station, I got to get both Glenn and Jay together, maybe in the Mobile Strike studio. And that would be pretty cool right there. Final thought for the day. Would you guys who are Redskin fans, now Washington football team fans, would you be upset with me if perhaps I just called the team the Washington Red Wolves right now? 
I know they're not officially changed. They may not become the Red Wolves. But if I like that name, if Fred Smoot has convinced me into it, would it be wrong of me to just go with that now? What's the harm, right? And if you call my show and instead want to call them the Washington Red Tails or whatever you want to call them, I'd know who you're talking about. I'd accept it. This could be a free-form year. You can call the artist formerly known as the Redskins, whatever you want. And that will be your way of kind of voting for a name. Make sure to call every day and give us what you want to call them. I really can't call them the team all year or just Washington or the woofed Washington football team. And please don't send me an email. If you just change the T and the F like the Washington team of football, it's the what the fuck, the WTF. (laughs) Shut up. I've had that email a trillion times. It's like the people that said, why don't you just put a potato on the helmet? Call them the skins. Get it? Potato skins. Uh Uh-huh. I get it. So anyway, just a thought. I think I'm going with Red Wolves right now. And if they end up being the Red Wolves, I'm a year early. It's like I put my my folding chair at the best spot on the parade route on 4th of July, and I just wait for the parade to roll on by. If I'm wrong, what's the harm? It was a temporary name anyway, so for one year I got to call them the Washington Red Wolves. That'll do it for me today. Thank you so much. Good to talk to Glennie. Appreciate you downloading. Please rate and review if you got two seconds. It's a pain in the ass, but it does tickle the algorithm. Helps continue to grow this podcast. This constitutes the end of the free ride for the week. Tomorrow is Friday, and that means Charch will join us. And yes, we will talk fantasy. Because I believe football, the NFL is playing. That means you better get your fantasy ducks in a row. Charge will talk fantasy with us tomorrow on the subscriber edition of the Zabecast. I appreciate those who sign up uh, and tell a couple friends if you think it's a quality product. Have yourself a great Thursday or any Thursday you want. I'm not running your life. And we will see you tomorrow.